Start the countdown clock one hour to the first presidential debate between former Vice President Joe Biden and President Donald Trump. And 35 days until the election. With so much on the line in the next few hours, where do voters stand? And now the political curveball, the president's taxes. Can Biden bank on this moment or does Trump have a game plan to propel him to the top of the debate? We'll break down the politics, smoke out the spin, give you the facts that matter here on The Beat. We choose hope over fear. We are the United States of America. This is the most important election in the history of our country. Good evening to our listeners in the United States and around the world. Welcome to a special edition of The Beat. It has happened. We are here at the first ever presidential debate. Well, we at The Beat are not in Ohio. We're actually in Studio 7G today. But for dramatic effect, we can just dream for that. After a long primary season, former Vice President Joe Biden has been nominated by the Democrats to be President of the United States, challenging the current occupant of the White House, President Donald Trump. The campaign season has been a tumultuous one with name-calling and waves of crises gripping the country from the continuation of the coronavirus pandemic to civil and racial unrest in the nation after the killings of George Floyd in Minneapolis and Breonna Taylor in Louisville. Marches and protests throughout the streets of the country will now be a point of discussion during tonight's debate. Speaking of which, a breakdown of the debate topics tonight when we come back. Hi, I'm Christine, and I'm a big fan of The Beat with Panya in. I get caught up on the 2020 elections, the news of the week, and the latest hot topics. Make sure you tune in every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Panya in. And before we get to our regularly scheduled program, I just want you to know this. If you're like me, coffee is your main source of energy. Well, I want to tell you about this cute little tumbler I got from Sparkles and Confetti. It has like my name written in Art Deco design and the New York City skyline. It just screams me. Whether it's personal gifts like this or party planning ideas after coronavirus, go to Sparkles and Confetti on Instagram to add that glitz and glamour into your life. That's at Sparkles and Confetti. That's at S-P-A-R-K-L-E-S-N-C-O-N-F-E-T-T-I. Now, back to the program. And welcome back to the program. I feel like I should commission someone to introduce the program and take us in and out of commercial, but that's totally cool. If you're out there, send it our way. No questions asked. Anyways, the uh, first presidential debate today will be held at Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio. The format for the debate tonight calls for six 15-minute time segments dedicated to topics that have already been announced in order to encourage deep discussion of the leading issues facing the nation. Chris Wallace from Fox News is the moderator for the first 2020 presidential debate and selected these topics. The Trump and Biden records, the Supreme Court, COVID-19, the economy, race and violence in our cities, and the integrity of the election. With the topics being listed and the political curveball of the president's taxes, tonight is a night for the president to make his case despite the bombshell New York Times report, and for Joe Biden to make his case about the president's taxes, and then some. Now let's take a look at some of the polls right now. This is an NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll from 10 days ago on the 19th. 
And going into tonight's debate, 56%, 56% of Americans disapprove of the president's job on handling the pandemic. On race relations, likely voters prefer Biden to Trump, 56% to 38%. And even on crime, Biden edges Trump with likely voters, 49% to 45%. Now to the economy, 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 the top issue on every voter's mind in every election. Americans approve of the job the president's doing on the economy, 49% to if Biden was in office, 45%. This being despite the millions of jobs lost during the pandemic this year. 50% of voters say they prefer the president's handling of the economy to Joe Biden. And out of the American populace, overall, the economy, 21%, is seen as the number one issue for likely voters, followed by the coronavirus, 13%, climate change, 12%, healthcare, 8%, and race relations, 7%. That changes when you look at the party's priorities. For example, for the Democrats, climate change has taken over the top spot, 22%, followed by the coronavirus, 18%, then healthcare at 15%, the economy at 10%, and race relations at 9%. And for the Republicans, the economy at 35%, that is their number one priority, head, above head and shoulders above any issues, followed by abortion at 14%. Crime and guns, both at 7%, and the coronavirus and jobs at the bottom, both at 5%. Now, Americans are split on whether you, the U.S. Postal Service will deliver the election-related material in a timely manner. 52% express that they have confidence in the USPS, while 46% express doubts. Lots of emotion going into the debate tonight. We mentioned at the top of the program about the new bombshell New York Times report on the president's taxes. It alleges Mr. Trump paid only $750 in federal income tax in both 2016 and 2017. The president has called that fake news. According to the explosive report in the New York Times, which says it obtained tax records for Mr. Trump and his companies over two decades, President Trump allegedly paid no income tax at all in 10 of the previous 15 years. It adds that the president is personally responsible for more than $300 million in loans, which will come due in the next four years. The Times also claims that, quote, most of Mr. Trump's biggest businesses, such as his golf courses and hotels, are, quote, reported, reportedly losing millions, if not tens of millions of dollars year after year, end quote. The Trump Organization also received money, quote, from licensing deals in countries with authoritarian-leaning leaders or thorny geopolitics, end quote. Licensing deals allegedly netted President Trump $3 million from the Philippines, $2.3 million from India, and $1 million from Turkey. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was on MSNBC earlier to speak about the issue. Here she is right now. This president appears to have over $400 million in debt, 420, whatever it is, million dollars in debt. To whom? Different countries? What is the leverage they have? So for me, this is a national security question. 
And in addition to which, it's so strange that in 2017, the president paid $750 in federal taxes, and he paid over $300,000 in taxes to other, government, other countries that we know of. It may be more. So again, let's come back to what is, we take an oath to protect and defend. This president is the commander in chief. He has exposure to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars to whom the public has a right to know. And there you hear House Speaker Nancy Pelosi right there on MSNBC calling this new revelation a, quote, national security threat. We'll be back with the battleground map after the break. Hi, I'm Christine, and I'm a big fan of The Beat with Panya in. I get caught up on the 2020 elections, the news of the week, and the latest hot topics. Make sure you tune in every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Panya in. And before we get to our regularly scheduled program, I just want you to know this. If you're like me, coffee is your main source of energy. Well, I want to tell you about this cute little tumbler I got from Sparkles and Confetti. It has like my name written in Art Deco design and the New York City skyline. It just screams me. Whether it's personal gifts like this or party planning ideas after coronavirus, go to Sparkles and Confetti on Instagram to add that glitz and glamour into your life. That's at Sparkles and Confetti. That's at S-P-A-R-K-L-E-S-N-C-O-N-F-E-T-T-I. Now, back to the program. And welcome back, everyone. I know it's a very short pre-show, but it's just to give you all the facts that you need before going into tonight's debate. So before we leave you, we're going to be taking a look at the battleground states that both the president and Joe Biden want to take hold of. And we have some breaking news coming in regarding this. The Washington Post is now characterizing Iowa as a battleground state again. According to the Post, quote, deep concerns about the economy and dissatisfaction with Trump's handling of the coronavirus have changed dynamics of the race. Several recent polls have showed a close race between Trump and Joe Biden, and operatives in both parties say the Republicans' hold on the state is weakening. Very interesting news right there. And a tightening and electric race we are watching right now. The key states that we're looking out for are Florida, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, and now Iowa. And we at The Beat are putting in Ohio in there on the notion that no president has ever won the presidency without Ohio, and it has swung to Obama in 2012, went to Donald Trump in 2016, so we're putting Ohio in as a battleground state. All states that, these are all states that President Trump won in 2016. If, a big if, if Joe Biden can reclaim the Rust Belt states of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan while retaining, while retaining the states that Hillary Clinton won in 2016, he can win the election. He can forfeit the other states that we've mentioned. He just cannot lose Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and the other states that Hillary Clinton won. That will take him over the threshold of 270 electoral votes. But here's the polling right now from an average of all polls in September from Real Clear Politics. These are the battleground polls right now. We don't have Iowa on here, but we do have Ohio on here. 
So in Florida, 47.8 to 46.7. That's a plus 1.1 to Joe Biden. Joe Biden, 47.8. In North Carolina, slightly smaller, slightly smaller, 47.1 to 46.6. Biden up half a percentage point. In Pennsylvania, the largest margin out of all of these, 49.6 to 43.9. Biden up 5.7. That is his home state of Pennsylvania. He was born there. In Wisconsin, he's up 5.5 percentage points, 49.8 to the president's 44.3. In Michigan, similar margin, 49.2 to 44%. Biden up 5.2%. Again, this is based from an average of all polls in September from Real Clear Politics. In Arizona, 48 to 45.2%. Can you guess who that's for? It's for the former Vice President Joe Biden. He's up 2.8%. Very, very uh, key thing to note in Arizona as well. He has now gotten the endorsement of Cindy McCain. Of course, Cindy McCain is uh, was the wife of the late John McCain. Both of them were two, both Joe Biden and John McCain, two great friends at their time in the Senate. They were rivals in 2008. Eight, when John McCain ran for the presidency and Joe Biden was running for the vice presidency, but they both have amicable respect for each other. And in Ohio, uh, let's see, Joe Biden, 49% to President Trump's 45.7%, Biden up 3.3%. Arizona is very interesting to note because Arizona has not gone for a Democrat in quite a while. So to have Arizona trending towards the Democrats, trending towards Joe Biden is something to look out for. The average um, of national polling, or excuse me, the average for all these battleground states that we have listed, Biden 48.6%, Trump 45.1%, Biden to Trump with a 3.5 percentage point lead in the battleground states. Now for the national polling. I'm getting really ahead of myself right now. Um, in terms of national polling, Biden 49.3%, Trump 43.2%, Biden up 6.1%. Again, this is the average of all polls in September from Real, real Clear Politics. Again, Biden 49.3%, Trump 43.2%, Biden up 6.1%. Now, that gap is tightening and has been tightening in the recent weeks, but everything could change after tonight. If there's anything that 2016 taught us is that anything is possible. And by the looks of 2020, don't count anything out of the game just yet. With that, that's our report here on The Beat. We'll see you again before the VP debates on October 7th. I'm Panya in here in New York. Thank you for listening. And the debate begins at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's our report. Have a good night.